Hello and welcome to another episode of The Sister Element. I'm Heather. I'm Becky. And today we are going to be talking about a couple of things. Um, We're going to talk about how media treats women differently than they do men. Not just like in roles and things like that, but how they talk to women and how they treat women and portray women differently. There's expectations set yeah. on women that are different than what's set on men. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. And then at the end to kind of lighten things up, because that's kind of a heavy topic, we want to uh, do a little taste test. We talked about doing a taste test at the beginning of the podcast, like, episodes ago i think it was maybe the first episode we talked about episode one yeah we talked about doing a taste test of canadian kit kat versus american kit kat and canadian smarties versus american m&ms so we're gonna do a little taste test i hate the sound of chewing so i'm not gonna subject all of you listeners to that so we're gonna mute ourselves chew and then unmute to talk about it yes yeah i just feel like it's rude to chew in someone's ear i don't talk on the phone and chew necessarily especially crunchy foods like kit kats and m&ms yeah you don't need crunch 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 in the microphone yeah the sound is not for me so let's just move right into our main topic of the episode today women being treated differently by the media Right. And I'm sure it, it's there have been so many of these videos that have gone around in articles about like you, you look at a, a movie with an ensemble cast like the Avengers and the questions that the men get asked and the questions that the women get asked are different. It's the same movie. So you're not mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, this is a movie that's, you know, about fashion. So we're going to ask the women about fashion. And this is a movie about action. So we're going to ask the men about that. No, this is a movie about the same thing. And the questions that Mark Ruffalo gets asked and the questions that Scarlett Johansson get asked are different questions. Well, and even like take it a step further the questions that let's say someone like Chris Evans gets asked because in the movies, in the Marvel movies, they slightly, I'm going to say slightly, objectify Captain America. Yeah, they do. So we'll compare two of those superheroes that are being objectified, a man and a woman. Right. Did and while I think Chris Evans is very attractive, fine. like he yeah. is quite a dashing man it's america's ass that's not what my ass looks like that's a line straight from the movie i know but i'm just saying (laughs) yes yeah anyways so so there yeah there's that moment it's it's a laughing throwaway moment of you know captain america of steve rogers being objectified for just a moment one line it's a throwaway line. It's a chuckle line, but it's not carried over into like an interview that might be conducted on those whatever talk shows where they talk about like, oh, you know, how do you prepare for your role? You know what? I don't know. I don't really watch those shows anymore. I never saw Captain America. I never got uh, saw Chris Evans, I, I should say, get asked if he wore underwear under his spandex. Never saw that. Or what his diet was like so that he could fit into the suit. Right. Now, if you look at an interview for Men's Health, say, they might ask about if there are any special diet or fitness tips that they have to get him in shape. But that is a specific interest magazine. Men's Health, asking about a man's health, makes sense. Versus, like, late night talk show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, entertainment tonight or whatever. I don't know what shows are out there anymore. Let's be real; they're not. I don't want to call out one over another. I don't really watch them. A, I, I don't know how to get access to them because I don't subscribe to cable, and so I don't know if I can. I'd have to make the effort to go digging for it on the internet, and I just don't have that 
I, I don't yeah. care to. Also, I find them somewhat, I don't know, like there's promoting your upcoming thing, movie, mm-hmm. TV show, book, whatever it is that you're promoting. I'm all for that. But it kind of gets into like personal life. And I don't really take interest in celebrity personal life necessarily because that's their personal life. And I, while I'm sharing my personal life, I get to pick and choose what I share. And I don't have paparazzi coming at my front door wondering whether or not I wear underneath underneath my cat suit. Like, I don't have one, but if I did, I don't wear a cat suit, but no one needs to know if I'm wearing underwear under my pants at work. Or, I mean, let's take it to an everyday item. This is a woman at work and people are asking if she's wearing underwear under her pants. Could you imagine like like, somebody's wearing fitted pants to work? I mean, yeah, that happens. Like, why not? I'm. There's yeah, nothing. A pencil skirt, a nice slim skirt. Yeah. And could you imagine like somebody, like your office manager or anyone just coming up to me like, hey, are you wearing underwear under your skirt? That is sexual harassment. Right. That but... would get sent to HR. But why does Scarlett Johansson get asked that question and everybody's like, oh, yeah, what is that? Like, how does that work? Was she? How does she get no panty line? Doesn't really matter, does it? Editing in the video? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's maybe how she's it not wearing like, it. Maybe she's wearing a thong. I don't know, and I, I don't, don't know. Care. It doesn't matter. It was there was actually using Avengers as a specific example. There was an interview that Cosmo did where they actually flipped the script and asked Mark Ruffalo the questions that Scarlett Johansson usually gets asked, and they asked her the questions that he usually gets asked. So. Them. Yeah. So they asked him about underwear. They asked him if like he had any special things that helped like keep his skin looking like young and fresh. If they asked him for makeup tips, they asked him about skin, you know, green skin paint and did that cause any issues? How much of him did they have to paint green for it? Things like that. And meanwhile they're asking everywhere green. Right. And meanwhile, they're asking Scarlett Johansson about like her stunts that she did and what, you know, the complexities of her character and all of those things. And the whole time, got to give it to, to Mark. He was being a good sport about it. But at the same time, he was just like, people actually ask you this? And she's like, all the time. All the time. Nice. Yeah. Look it up on YouTube, guys. That it's it's a fantastic, it's a hilarious it's, interview, but that really shines a light on the whole thing. Cosmo, like Cosmopolitan, yeah, like the magazine company. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's Cosmo UK did it. Well, of yeah. I, of course it was the UK because the US that would never fly. I feel like I don't know. I I hope it would, but anyway. So it's Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett Johansson. Do you remember like which movie it was about? I there's like seven enough, million of them now. It's old enough. I think it was about the first Avengers movie. Whenever that was, like 2015 or something. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, yes, 2015. So yeah, I think the the first Avengers movie. I don't remember. Uh, the first Avengers movie was 2013, 2012, okay. something like that. It was a while ago, though. Anyway, way to make me feel old. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's really ridiculous. Anne Hathaway got the same question about the underwear situation uh, when she did the one of the dark, whatever Dark Knight movie Mm -hmm. has Catwoman in it. Yeah. So I'm guessing that every woman that has played some sort of superhero, supervillain that wears a cat suit has had this question asked of them. Yeah, like a woman in spandex, they're like, what's the underwear situation? But you could take that to a relatable thing because on average, like what popula- what percentage of the population of women, even men, are wearing cat suits like that? Yeah, not a Probably lot. small, particularly on a day-to-day life. So let's take that into athletic wear. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, like, just working out at the gym and somebody is like, hey, do you wear underwear under that? Right. For starters, like, why is that any, like, why is that your business? Whether, yeah. So just take it in that context. Like, do you want somebody to come to, I th- I feel like at this point, like, I'm kind of preaching to the choir. For those of you that might 
think that these are normal questions. Just think about it as like, do you want somebody coming up to you when you're wearing your yoga pants or flared leggings or whatever, whatever they're called these right. days? Your athletic, your athletic wear. attire. Yeah. And somebody comes up to you and goes, are you wearing underwear under that? Right. Or asks you about like, and meanwhile, they're asking your male workout partner about his lifting technique. And they are only interested in asking you about what you're wearing mm -hmm. and how you keep your yourself from getting too sweaty. Yeah, and, and keep your makeup looking fresh while you are you keep your makeup looking fresh and your pony still ponytail yeah. nice and tight while you're while you're doing all of this ugly man work. Meanwhile, they're asking your male your your male workout partner about his technique they're asking about his you know what his routine is and if he has any tips for keeping them from keeping from getting injured practical things mm -hmm. and they're asking you about how you stay looking so delicate and pretty and ask you whether or not you worry about breaking a nail right those kinds of things like no, and no, while I, I will say, like, that's a legit school. concern if you have really long nails and mm -hmm. you're lifting weights, like, that's a concern yeah. for me. And but that's a contextual concern where you see someone with very long nails concern. and you say, I also have very long nails. What are your tips to help keep my your nails from breaking? That's that's one person asking for specific advice that's relevant to them saying, How can you help me? Because I have this concern. But just right. in general, like some, if some dude just walks up to a woman with long nails and goes, how don't you, how do you not break your nails? Like, it's none of your business. Let's be real. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like there's a, a lot in the gyms and things, which is why I don't go. I saw a post today on Instagram where I was talking about like people in the gym are the nicest people you'll ever meet. And I was like, I don't know what gym you're going to. <laughs> this is definitely not the gyms I've been to. <laughs> I mean, I don't recall having any issues with people when I was going to the gym, but I wouldn't say they were the nicest people that I'd ever meet. I had plenty of times where I'd have somebody, like a man, typically a mm -hmm. young man, standing, hovering nearby whatever machine I was using. It was usually the leg press one where you, it's like, I don't know, I call it the rocket ship that you like get in and you're or like. you lay down and you're, yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Right. And I would use that and I would have like, I was getting it into it one day and somebody was like, oh, do you need help? And I was like, no, no, I got this. If I yeah. needed help, do you know I how to ask. <laughs> do you know how to use that? Why? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you. Do you need a spotter? No, like I have a gym partner right here. She's right here. She is right here. I don't need you, man, to help me. And I'm not saying like you can't work out with a woman and a man like they can't work out like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, read the room. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm doing my thing over here doesn't mean I need you to come help me. But it was always a man and never a woman. Yeah. Always a man. I mean, that could be a whole other issue altogether. But I find that there's a high level of male toxicity in the gym. There can be. I've also, I had, you know, some people, the last time I was working out on a regular basis was when Rose was little like toddler there were people that were pretty awesome at the gym and and like I remember when I was pregnant and I'm lifting I'm in the gym you know multiple times a week lifting weights and all that my doctor had said hey if you were doing it before you can do it now don't go trying to like start a workout routine in the middle of pregnancy that can cause problems. But if you were working out regularly before you get pregnant and then you don't have to stop just because you get pregnant, you know, talk to your doctor. But anyway, so I was sitting there and this, there's this guy who would watch, you know, saw me coming in day after day, you know, and he was just like, that is going to be the strongest baby in the world. It's like, well, she's not doing any of the lifting, but <laughs> I think it might also have to do with like the time of day that you would go versus the time of day that I would go. I don't know. I just always you know, end up running into like in the morning. Oh, no, I'm not a morning person. So I'd never go first thing in the morning. I would go after work. So it'd be like five, six mm -hmm. o'clock. And so it'd be most like, I feel like a large significant of the town that we were in was there. And 
I don't know, like these people felt like they need to prove something. I don't know. Going back to our actual topic here, not gyms. <laughs> so another thing that I feel like the media does is treating women's bodies like fast fashion. I'm not fond of fast fashion as it is. I do find myself getting like hooked into something that I'm like, oh, that's cute. But here's the thing that, I, well, I feel like it's wasteful to go with the fast fashion. Like some some things in this season, like winter, you know, fall, winter 2023, that's not going to be quote unquote in season in fall, winter 2024. Um, right. I'm sorry. It's a sweater and I paid money for it. And if it's still wearable, I should still be able to wear it next year when it's cold. And I don't feel like my body should suddenly become like, well, this season it's in to have, or in 2023, it's in to have like, I don't know if a big booty is still in. I don't think so. But like my point being is like when Kim Kardashian had a huge butt Everybody was like, oh, I need to have Kim Kardashian butt. But in like early 2000s, when, you know, Jennifer Lopez has just a larger bum than I guess the average person. I don't think that her butt is really that big. But everybody's like, Jennifer Lopez is fat. She has a big butt. Right. And the things that that really bothers me, like there there was a headline that I saw that I was like, this is absolutely disgusting and it was talking about i don't remember where it was from i don't remember the exact wording of the headline but it was saying body type a is out here's the new the new body type it was like whoa no that's not okay that's a horrible it is. It's horrible. And this was in 2023. This isn't this wasn't no. like 2003. We need to we need to move past this. Like absolutely. Because yeah. it has nothing to do like your body type has nothing to do with like there's okay. There are things that you can do to increase the I don't know carrying on with the the booties there are things that you can do to make your like exercises to make your butt look bigger yeah look but if you are genetically going to have a flatter butt you can work out your bum every day until you die and you will never have a round peach like kim kardashian Right. And conversely, if you are predisposed to having a very round butt, you can literally work your ass off and you'll never literally work your ass off. It will be there. Or like, you know, someone that has, I'm sorry, like someone that has large breasts cannot necessarily work them off. No, there's, there's, there's dense tissue and there's fatty tissue and the dense tissue doesn't go away. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's things, it it just, it boggles my mind, obviously, like words are not forming, that we're here in 2023 and we're having these issues. And this has been an issue, treating women's bodies like fast fashion for years, like hundreds of years. Right. I mean. This is not a new thing. No, it's been a, a problem for yeah, hundreds of years. I think that it's worse because of social media and everything is right there at your fingertips where, you know, in 1490, it was not like it took months for a letter to get from point A to point B. And and only the wealthy were seeing portraits of other wealthy people and nobody... Yeah. There were fashions, there were trends of what an ideal body type was, but it didn't change as quickly. And another thing is they didn't have plastic surgery then. So now anyone who has the the means to do so can go in and get a little filler here, a little tuck there, a little boost here. And I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I'm not saying that if... If that genuinely will help you boost your confidence to get a bust lift, to plump up your lips a little bit, if that will genuinely make you happy, great. 
yeah, go for it. I'm glad that there's safe ways to do these things now. But this idea that we need to look a certain way, we have to have this round butt, we have to have these full lips, we want to have large breasts but a tiny waist, and high cheekbones, and you know, people getting the fat in their cheeks removed is a new trend, and what? that really, really bothers me. Yeah, that there's not that much fat in your cheeks, guys. I'm pinching my cheek, and there, I got rounder cheeks. And yeah. I, there's not much fat. It's skin and muscle in there. Right. How much fat do you have to have in your cheeks? And, like, I'm assuming, assuming that these people talk daily and eat daily, that which exercises the cheek muscles. Sure. I mean, and you can gain weight in your face. But, no, it's to get that, that chisel. I know. Like, no. Yeah, that kind of look. I think that we just need to move towards the idea that you, and I know that a lot of people are, there's a lot of people out there, but there still seems to be this trend because it makes money that we're still seeing these things of what's the best, what's the in body shape, just again, mm -hmm. mind boggling. But we need to move away from that and move into you are beautiful as you are. Mm -hmm. I am literally wearing like, a couple of blobs of concealer and lip gloss. I am wearing no other makeup. That is it. I feel just fine. If you don't like yeah. why I look, you don't have to look. Right. I did my eyebrows. I have mascara on and lipstick. And that's it. And I don't feel like I need to dress up to go anywhere. I mean, there's a time and a place where you should dress up. I suppose, but like, I don't feel like I need to do full face makeup to go to the grocery store. No. I also don't no. feel like I need to do full face makeup to go to the gym. No. I don't even feel like I have to do full face makeup to go to work often. I like wearing makeup. I do. And there's nothing wrong with liking makeup. Mm -mm. <laughs> I, I love doing like a little winged eyeliner and a bit of smoky eye and a bold lip and the full thing is fun. I love playing with it, but I don't want to feel like I have to in order to be put together. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we could do an entire episode just based on makeup and just the face of what sure. is considered like in and not in and women feeling beautiful or men whomever whoever you know if you want to wear mm -hmm. makeup wear makeup and what is acceptable is not acceptable that kind of thing and the trends that keep going with makeup and how you're supposed to look the ideal look but it carries into the rest of your body and the media is pushing it so hard and because again like i said everything is right there at your fingertip all the time you get bombarded with it so that's all you see mm -hmm. and so you think this is what everybody else looks like and then you look in the mirror and you don't look like that and so then that must mean that there's something wrong with you but i'm going to be the first one to say that i don't look anything like those women right i and, and instagram filters and all of that oh. these snapchat and instagram filters to you know slim the cheeks and and you know smooth the skin and all of that Hey guys, you're not supposed to be blurry. We all have pores. Mm -hmm. Everybody, every man, woman, and child has pores. Some are more visible than others, but we've all got them. We're supposed to have them. They keep right. our skin healthy. And there's and there's nothing wrong with seeing it. There's nothing wrong with you know your lips being thin. You like I was for a long time obsessed with the fact that I had downturned eyes. And I started to think about it. I'm like, why does that even matter? Like I didn't have like the perfect eye shape to do a nice pretty cat eye. I would have to do like weird things with the eyeliner that would make doing a wing tipped eye and all that, whatever. Oh, it was so it was so much. And I was like, I, do I want I, I had to sit back and evaluate, like, is there something wrong with my eyes? 
And there's not, there's nothing other than having poor vision. Like my eyeballs themselves have, I need glasses. There's nothing wrong with my eyes. Like the shape of it is fine. Right. They open and close. Yep. You can see through them. Yep. That's really what they're for. Right. And so, you can emote with them. <laughs> I can wink. But just my, you know, in general, people's eyes are very expressive. So, yes, I can express emotion with my eyes. And even like if you couldn't express emotion with your eyes, like the shape of your eye, there's nothing wrong with the shape of your eye. Just right. because whatever it's not is. whatever shape is the ideal shape to do whatever makeup is on trend at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, makeup is a little easier to move past and go from trend to trend than, yeah your body shape right i can decide tomorrow to do a completely different eye makeup a different makeup look than i did today and i can decide that i am going to do no makeup on saturday and you know that you can you can change day to day hour to hour you can't change your body like that it's not healthy to change your body quickly in any way no it's it's not healthy and if there is anyone out there that is struggling with this, there are resources to help you. Like, I don't want this to be triggering for you. I don't want this to upset you in any way. I What I want is I want you to know that you are not alone and that you are, your way that your body looks does not determine your worth. Right. It does not define you in any way. And so, there are so many stereotypes that come around with all the all these different body body types, like oh she's overweight so therefore she must be lazy, or you know she's skinny so she must be high maintenance, all these things. It's ridiculous. I have met women that have done everything, and men that have done everything that they can to lose weight, and they can't. And I have met people on the opposite end of that spectrum where they have done everything they can to gain weight and they can't. It all has to do with how your body chemistry is made up in that moment. And it could be a hormonal thing. If your hormones are out of balance, I don't care how much you do work out to gain or lose weight. If they're out of balance, you, you're you not doing not anything. Work. That you, I personally have had that happen. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is to focus on what instead of focusing on what our bodies look like let's why don't we focus on what we can do with them like if you're finding that you are overweight and so now you're having problems with your knees then yeah maybe it's time to to work on getting into shape but that doesn't necessarily mean getting skinnier it might mean making your knees stronger right which I mean, I've learned this from my own knee issues and a physical therapist that I went to that, you know, so fun fact from a, now I'm not a physical therapist, but a physical therapist that I saw is that knee problems, you got to look at your ankles and your hips. Mm-hmm. And I so, think a lot of my knee pain I've realized recently has been hip pain all along. My back pain is actually hip pain. My yep. knee pain is actually <laughs> hip pain. Yeah, mine too. So it's a, you know, it's that balance of trying to find what works for your body. Everybody's different. So just because something works for you doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for me or, you know, what works for me isn't going to necessarily work for the next person. And that goes for everything that Mm -hmm. goes for whether you want to gain weight, lose weight, goes for your clothes. Like just Heather is my sister. Like, biologically, my sister and her body shape is different than mine. So she can, like, look badass in certain outfits that are, like, super cute and flattering on her. That I'm like, man, I wish I could wear that. But I'm sure that there are other things that I can wear that I look like I'm slaying in that Heather's like, man, I wish I could wear that. It doesn't work on me. Yeah, it it goes like that. That's just how it is. But you know what? That You take that moment and you just appreciate how beautiful that other person is. But that doesn't mean that you're not beautiful too. It just means that they are different. 
you acknowledge that and that's fine. Right. Right. You know, and just like you do, like we sit here and we admire men that are attractive and we don't go, man, I wish I had like biceps like his. No, I just go, mm, I like his biceps and not necessarily in a like, you know, sexually attracted, objectifying way. I mean, that happens too. But, <laughs> um, but just acknowledging like this person is attractive does not mean that make you less attractive. Right. Could you imagine, right? So going back to the like superhero thing, could you imagine if suddenly the men had these body types that they had to adhere to and suddenly like having like really like defined calves were in? Yeah, but you had to have skinny arms. Like yeah. ooh, who wants who wants arms? You need to have you need to have really buff legs, but skip skip the arms. Yeah. Like and and this is not to say that there is not pressure on men to look a certain way either. There I are. there is definitely that pressure to have the ripped abs to you know the, there is that out there. But you know when you know when was the last time you saw women being appreciated for having a mom bod? Yep. So yeah, just something to because, like, to me, having a mom bod means that, like, you were pregnant and you had a baby and now you've got, like, baby weight. And yeah, you've got, you know, like, a tummy pooch and saggy boobs. Because, I mean, I'm old. I have saggy boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what pregnancy does to the body. And that's something that's a physical thing that happens to women's bodies because of childbirth and hormones and all of that dad bod isn't because of childbirth and hormones it's just you know a normal looking physique is what dad bod is yeah it's not ripped yeah it's that vague like you don't go to the gym every day twice a day look it's it's what the male celebrities look like when they're not actively working on a movie yeah yeah. So yeah. I, I'm just trying to think like of a man that's got like ripped legs. Like you see, um, like skaters in the Olympics. You know the one like the speed skaters. Mm-hmm. They've got, They've got gigantic, like, gigantic trunks of legs. Yeah. Could you imagine like that is the thing that's like in, and all of a sudden. Right. All the dudes have got to have these like ripped legs, like speed skaters. That would I, but be. the speed skaters get made fun of because they have tree trunks for legs instead of little arms and little arms. Yeah. So flip that. Being, being just long and lanky like a swimmer, but but slim, you know, like yeah, yeah, like nobody nobody's making that same comparison, and. But I think pointing out nobody's also asking them if they're wearing underwear underneath their little speedos that they're wearing. Their I don't know, like what attire it's yeah. called with their speed skating, whatever. I really like the Winter Olympics speed skating. <laughs> right. Um, no, I I enjoy a lot of the uh, Winter Olympic sports, but yeah, <laughs> nobody's. Nobody's asking those questions. And then, yeah. yeah. And then there's the obsession with youth. In Hollywood in particular, it seems like women lose their value as they age. And that is absurd. Tom Cruise continues to sell out movies at his age. And he's like, what, 60-ish? Something uh, like that? Yeah. And he's selling out movies and he there these movies are maybe acknowledging that he's aging but he is still getting top dollar but when was the last time you saw a 60-year-old woman selling movies like that well funny you mentioned that i was going to bring up uh what's her name Michelle Yu is that her name is that how you pronounce her name? I don't know how you pronounce her last name, but the one from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. So she won an Oscar mm -hmm. for her performance in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've yet to see that movie, so I can't comment on the actual film. 
I want to see it. It looks really good. It but. does. Um, but I, yeah, so I haven't seen it. I can't comment on the film, but she won an Oscar for it. And people were asking her what it was like to win an Oscar past her prime. Or to be, at the time they were asking her, she had only been nominated at that point. They're like, oh, what's it like to be nominated for an Oscar past your prime? Yeah. Which Why is does 60 mean like you're past your prime? Like, what does that mean? Such an awful phrase. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's one thing to say, you know, what's it like to be, you know, at, at an age where you are significantly older than the other people nominated in this category. That That's a different question. <laughs> past your prime makes it sound like your food that's reaching its expiration date. Yeah, like, but I think that's essentially what they're alluding to. Like, oh, you're nearing your expiration date just because you're older. But what is prime? Like, we talk about, you know, aged cheese, aged Mm -hmm. wine, and other liquors that are aged and they taste great. Yeah. So why can't a aged human be great? Why does aged equal a negative thing for humans than it does? Why does it mean like, hey, you're moldy bread, like you need to toss that out? Right. And it's this, yeah, there's an obsession with youth. I remember it was it was a while ago now that Kylie Minogue, I think, she did some video where she was wearing these tight little shorts and people were like that's amazing and brave for doing that at her age she was 32 i'm gonna say if i recall correctly it was in the early 2000s and she wasn't that old no she wasn't she it, she was 32 years old it's just like oh how brave for being a mature woman doing that at her age it's like what what are we talking about? I well, will clearly say, this uh, this interview, whatever this headline is not mature as in like your behavior because that's a horrible thing to say. Like why is, is why is thirty two mature? Right. I will say that Hollywood and pop and all of that do seem to be getting older. They do. I like, also who's, seem who's like the biggest selling out star selling out arenas everywhere. It is not a 20 something. It's okay. Taylor Swift in her 30s. She and is Beyonce in her 40s. And Beyonce in her 40s. These are the two top selling pop stars. And they're not kids. These are grown ass women. Yeah. I mean, Adele's up there, right? She's Adele not selling out. Quite she's not selling out big... quite at that level, but. But I'll throw her in there. Like, I think that she specifically tries to appeal to a specific, like she appeals to a specific audience. Like she's trying to hit those specific people and not quite a wider audience that maybe Taylor Swift and Beyonce are going to. Right. Yeah. There's just a different appeal. Adele is a little more, a little more narrow of an appeal. I mean, she's fantastic. I like her. I love Adele. I love Taylor Swift and Beyonce. <laughs> Again, I'm still on my Taylor Swift journey. Yes. I, I was like digging Beyonce when she was like in Destiny's Child when there was the original four of them. The, uh, the, the um, thing with with watching these women just have this, this rise and they just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to see that happening that it's like, not we're not discarding them because they've reached 25 we're not society isn't leonardo dicaprio right <laughs> like you why is nobody i mean people are like talking about it but like come on why is everybody so obsessed with how many boyfriends or who taylor swift is dating right now but nobody is commenting as much about Leonardo DiCaprio seems to only date super skinny models under the age under of 25. 25. Right. I, I mean, there has been there a lot has of been coming his way recently where people have realized, like, mm, there's a trend here. 
maybe there are some issues, like other types of issues that maybe he needs to see someone about. Right. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm hopefully this is an indicator that this obsession with youth, with the idea of putting an expiration date on women. But there's um, still this obsession of like, away. you need to get rid of your dark circles under your eyes because fill in the blank reason. You need to make sure you don't have crow's feet. Like, I have crow's feet because I smile. Yeah. I don't have, I have very slight crow's feet, but not so much because I have to wear UV protection on my eyes constantly all the time, every day. And so I, that's just the nature of my eyesight. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I, I don't think that mine are really all that big. I'm trying to check in the camera here and I can't see, but <laughs> I'd have to get really close and I don't want, I don't want to do that. But when I smile, like you can see my lines because sure. I'm smiling. Right. So yeah. now I have to like cease having emotions because I might get crow's feet. Emotions give you wrinkles. Didn't you know that? I guess. Like, I don't want to be a robot. Like, that's not fun. And like emotions are a part of life. So embrace your wrinkles. Embrace your gray hair. Yes. I have, I say this and I don't know if I have gray hair or not. I'm going to say no. My hair is light enough that if I had a gray hair, I'd probably think it was blonde. I've got them. I, I don't know if yes. you can see them in this lighting, but they're your there. Your hair is darker than mine, but I don't it think is. that I have gray hair at this point in my life. I'm surprised that I don't, truth be told, because of the stressful jobs that I've had in the past. But I don't care i color my hair because i don't like the color blonde is so i make it blonder or hey. redder because i like having red hair so but if it was gray like i've thought about dyeing my hair you know there's that gray trend for a while i thought about dyeing my hair gray oh that silver hair yeah that, it was kind of cute kind of cute yeah if done incorrectly it kind of looked like you tried to dye your hair kind of a light purple and missed the mark but it still was cute. Mm -hmm. But I'm that kind of pink hair. Oh I've, yeah, it's cute. I have pink, pink streaks hair. in my hair uh, earlier this year. Unfortunately, that doesn't stay as long. No, I had pink streaks in my hair once. It lasted a week. So the trick with all that is how, like, how often you wash your hair, the temperature you wash your hair, your shampoo that you use. If your shampoo has sulfates in it, there's a whole bunch of like things right. for that. that oh, we can probably get into later, but I washed my hair once. It's uh, with a sulfate-free uh, cold water or cool water because I don't like cold on my head. Um, <laughs> cool water, uh, color-safe shampoos and all of that. But pastels just don't stay. Oh, yeah. The pastel ones don't. I had, like, magenta. Yeah. I don't think that women having gray hair or men, men having... But women having gray hair is looked at more of a taboo than men having gray hair. Right. As men, as men get gray hair, it makes them look distinguished. Yeah. Suddenly you're like, hair, you know, George Clooney and you, you know, just, uh, you're still eligible to be the sexiest man alive, according to whatever magazine that is. People magazine. Uh, but a woman has gray hair and suddenly you're moldy bread and you need to throw it out. Right. Or cover it and, up so you don't look like you have moldy bread hair. Right. And I'm hoping that this is changing with some of these strong female actors and actresses, pop stars, all of that. I'm hoping that this trend is going to continue, that we are going to realize that women's value does not expire. No, it doesn't. So... I just really want to express to everyone that's listening, you are worth something. You matter. And your looks aren't what defines you. And it's so easy. We all get stuck in that trap. I get stuck oh, yeah. in it. So I can't say, like, don't do this because I don't. 
I do. Like, I get stuck in it. Like, it happens to me. Right. There are days that I look in the mirror and go, ugh, oh my god, what the hell? Yeah. You know, and I try to compare myself to the way I looked when I was, you know, 20-something. And I'm not 20-something. And that's okay. It's okay right. to not be who you were 10 years ago. And let me be honest. I don't want to be who I was 10 years ago. I was angry. Yeah. I I will sit there sometimes and look in the mirror and be like, God, I wish my boobs were back up where they were when I was 22. But I don't want to be who I was at 22. Yeah, but do you know what that means? Like, it just means, like, for you, it might mean, like, hey, I had a kid, and I love her. And if, you know, maybe if I didn't have a kid, like, my boobs wouldn't be so saggy. But would you trade your daughter in for that? No, of course no not. Way. I've not had children. I've just... Oh, go ahead. Speaking of my daughter, she's poking her head in. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, no, you're That's fine. Just... So... I wouldn't wouldn't trade Rose for perky boobs. No, and I haven't had children, but I went through puberty significantly earlier than I would say average. And so I started developing breasts earlier. Therefore, I've had breasts longer, like most of my life and gravity happens. And larger boobs, just gravity pulls on them more. And to be honest, like we were always my generation and older i don't know about younger generations so much but my generation and older were taught like if you don't wear a, or if you wear a bra your boobs will stay perky that's that's actually the, the opposite. opposite is true <laughs> so you know we were basically told that we need to wear a bra like 100% of the time except like when we're bathing i remember like being told like you need to wear a bra when you're sleeping uncomfortable my goodness so anyway i didn't develop the muscles to hold those babies up and gravity it just happens like it's okay it is okay so going back to my point you are worth something like your worth isn't determined by your looks you matter and you should not be and do not have to be defined by what society and the media say is what a woman or a person should look like. Right. That is between you and your doctor. Yeah. And if you have and a your therapist, is, that's yeah, and your therapist. It but and and going back to the doctor thing, if you have a doctor who is ignoring your problems and only talking about your weight maybe find about and find another doctor because yes some health problems can be caused by excess weight but that's not the only cause of those problems and sometimes the weight gain and the problems have the same cause so let's it's between you and your doctor but also seek second opinions when needed. Yeah, absolutely. If you're uncomfortable, seek a second opinion. All right. This is really intense and heavy. So should we move on to our taste? Yeah, let's, let's talk about, now that we've talked about uh, weight, let's, uh, Eat. let's talk about junk food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to point out something real quick. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that... The American Kit Kat and the uh, Canadian Kit Kat are manufactured by two different companies. Same with the M&Ms and the Canadian Smarties. The other thing that I noticed based on the packaging is that the Canadian candy both says that they were made in a peanut-free facility. Mm -hmm. The Hershey Kit Kat's made by Hershey. And it does not say that. Well, neither does the M&M's that I've got here. Uh, well, the M&M's are... In fact, they specifically say manufactured in a facility that also processes peanuts. Yeah, the M&M's say allergy information contains milk and soy may contain peanuts. So Right. I mean, I imagine that the regular M&M's and the peanut M&M's are made in the same factory. Yeah. So I just thought I'd point that out. Like, I thought it was kind of interesting that... It seems like the Canadian factories yeah. seem to take that a little more seriously than the American ones. I didn't even realize 
that yeah, Canadian Kit Kats are made by Nestle and American Kit American Kats are made American. by Hershey. Yeah. I never noticed that until just now. All right, which one should we go with first? I'll let you choose. Let's do let's do the Smarties and M&Ms because I've had I've had all of these. Um and that's the biggest difference. That's going to be the one that's easiest to be like, well, I mean, they just taste different. Okay. So, for those of you that have never seen Canadian Smarties, they come in a box like like nerds. Nerds? Yeah. All you nerds, you come in a box. I'm sorry, I'm a nerd. What am I? <laughs> All right. They're much bigger. Yes. Flat. I feel like I'm that like annoying person in the movie theater that can't open their candy fast enough and it's just crinkling in the microphone. I can't hear it if it makes you feel better. It does make me feel better because I those people are why I don't go to the movie theater. <laughs> you let people's candy wrappers keep you from going to the movie theater? Uh, there's a that's a whole Becky stressor for another episode. <laughs> Oh, that'll be another Becky Quirk episode, just like the vacation one. Yeah. <laughs> the spiders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly okay. neurotic, guys. <laughs> All right. You ready? All right. All right. Hold on. Muting. I'm turning All off right. my mic. Yeah, muting. I'm going to eat a couple. Wait, which one are we eating first? Oh, I, I have a handful of Smarties. Okay. All right. I'm muting. Mute. You have an interesting look on your face as you're eating these. So, a couple of things with these ones before I try the M&M's. I mean, I know what M&M's taste like. Obviously, yes. Right off the bat, and again, I haven't eaten the M&M's yet. I feel like the candy coating is harder and thicker. Yeah, and thicker. And the candy coating to chocolate ratio is off. Me there's more candy coating than there is chocolate. Yeah. I feel like. And the chocolate itself reminds me more of chocolate that you would get from Europe. Okay. Like the milk chocolate, it's more milky. milky. Yeah. All right. I'm going in. All right. I'm going to M&M. The what is that look on your face? You look like they're disgusting. That was... It's... I don't know how I feel. I don't... I don't like them right after each other. They're so different. I actually not, I agree. Not... Oh. They do not complement each other at all. No, it's gross. Like, I would say that one after the other, M&M's are nasty, which is so sad. Like, I've, I've eaten them both, but when I've eaten them consecutively, but eating them separately, I much prefer M&M's to Smarties, but eating them one after the other, the M&M's are kind of nasty. Gross. Oh my gosh. Now I understand. Like, I see all of these, like, People asking like how your how Americans can eat American chocolates. Yes, like I've seen all of these celebrities going on these you know taste tests like side by side taste mm -hmm. tests like this, like a show that's just doing that, and you see them on YouTube all the time, and they talk about like American chocolate tastes gross. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it tastes good. So I it's eat, delicious. you know, and then I go about? over, like, I eat candy from, you know, I've been to Finland. My husband went to Switzerland and brought me back candy. Right. I've had and British chocolate and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it tastes really good. So I'm like, it tastes different, that's for sure. But it tastes good. But I've never eaten them side by side before. And M&Ms are nasty right after some Smarties. I'm going to. Hold on. Imagine if they made the Smarties with like a thinner candy coating. <gasps> or just stuffed more chocolate in there. Or, yeah. Well, I mean, they'd have to make them rounder like M&M's are so that yeah. you can get more chocolate in the middle. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like Smarties flavors in M&M shape. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hop on board there, Smarties. Come on. Yeah, wherever right, gonna, are you, are you listening, Nestle? <laughs> yeah, Canadian Nestle. <laughs> Nestle Canada? Well, hey, Nestle US, maybe you can take the Canadian formula yeah. and just change the shape of a little. Yeah, add a little more. But use the same chocolate. Don't use, don't yeah. use this chocolate. Now I understand. Like, I fully get it now. But I'm going to eat another one to cleanse my palate of that grossness. All right. So now... Well, I'll let you finish chewing. I need some water, too. I took a big gulp. Okay. I feel like I need to save some for Wilson so that he can try this to see what his reaction is. Yeah. I'm Maybe I should film it. Do you guys want me to film it and then put it on the thing on Do the it. Instagram? Okay. Do it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna have John try it, and I'm going to film him, too. <gasps> I'll have husbands. Yeah. I'll have, heck, I'll have Rose do it. I'll just, I'll just start. John's out... Uh, having a cigar with a friend i'll have have them both try <laughs> i don't have enough smarties to give everybody well i have five less but i hope wilson will be fine with five yeah okay all right kit kats are you, which one are you doing first i don't know i'm getting very warm so pardon me while i take off my flannel just getting undressed i am guys sorry i got a shirt on I'm not naked <laughs> uh Okay, let's go with the American Kit Kat first so that I have, I feel like I might get Try the familiar and then yeah. unfamiliar. Startled again. All right. Okay. Do you have any notes for this one? No, oh, it tastes like a Kit Kat to me. It tastes like a Kit Kat. Yeah. All right. I'm going in for the Canadian one. Okay. They're so much better. Canadian candy. Yeah. The chocolate is smoother. It's not... I, I, I don't want to even say it's sweeter. It's just smoother It's not flavor. sweeter. It has a more even texture and flavor. There's not these weird, like... I don't know. It's not... There are these notes in both the American M&M and the American Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. That have some, I don't know, it's almost a chemical flavor. Yes. I'm and I'm not at looking the, at the ingredients here. I am right now. I'm just looking at the ingredients and comparing and uh, just trying to figure out what. Interesting, interesting. So there's definitely a difference in the ingredients. There's more milk. In the Canadian ones. So, yeah, in the Canadian ones on mine, the first ingredient is milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. The ingredients of, on the American Kit Kat, the first ingredient on the American Kit Kat is sugar, then but, wheat, which is then cocoa butter, mm-hmm. not milk chocolate. Right. Well, the, those are the, the thing is the, the Canadian one breaks it down. This is what's in the milk chocolate. This is what's in the wafer. Versus the American one, which just... Oh, okay. Like, it it breaks down all of the ingredients individually. But it specifically mentions cocoa butter, chocolate, vegetable oil. Cocoa butter is before chocolate. Usually in the American ingredients, whichever has the most amount of it is first. Right. And in this, it has cocoa butter in on the Canadian one before cocoa. But they don't have chocolate as its own ingredient. And I wonder if that's just a labeling difference. Well, mine says milk chocolate right here. Or are you talking about Wait, like... I'm talking about like, because it has milk chocolate and then the parentheses. And oh. these are the ingredients in milk chocolate. Okay. So, but I noticed that on the Canadian one, milk comes before cocoa butter. And on the American one, milk is pretty far down the list. Yeah. And I think that's why this is a creamier, smoother... Well, Texture. and it's milk. Yeah. I'm trying to find a specifically. Milk ingredients. Yeah, milk ingredients. I don't know exactly what that means, but. I don't either. <clears throat> Just like this chocolate. One, chocolate itself has a whole bunch of ingredients. So how does this, how does the American one list chocolate as an ingredient? I, Unless they I make don't cocoa know. powder. 
copa solids. But this one in the American one, it says lactose and in parentheses milk. Yeah. And then skim milk, milk fat. Right. The American ones also contain vanillin, which is artificial vanilla flavor. That is not in the Canadian ones. Mm -mm. And then there's this like PGPR. What's that? I don't know. That's in the American one. PGPR. I'm Googling that. Yeah, I don't know. PGPR ingredient. Polyglycerol polyricinoleate. It's an emulsifier made from glycerol and fatty acids used in chocolate. But I know that there are, um, yeah, there are certain chemicals in chocolate, specifically in Hershey chocolate, that non-Americans who aren't used to tasting it think tastes like vomit. It's, I think it's that PGPR. It could very well be. Because I was watching one of those like food taste testing shows and it was two rather famous baking chefs that I won't mention because we are not sponsored by their show or the network that is on. I mean, but we're everybody, not everybody watches it. It's based either. in Great Britain. So that doesn't give you a clue as to who those two people are. I don't know what I can do to help you. Anyway, so those two people and the woman was talking about that and she said that there's a chemical in american chocolate causes that flavor because of a lacking ingredient that is not put in american chocolate specifically hershey's yeah. again we're not sponsored by hershey's or nestle or mars so this yeah. is all None our own opinions we are not sponsored by them they did not pay us to do this yeah so um anyone if you guys can get your hands on these brands from different countries try them tell us what you think try yeah. try these and be like no absolutely not i hate the uh the first time i tried a canadian kit kat i was just like what the heck is this what this tastes wrong this isn't what a kit kat tastes like because i didn't know that it was different so i just ate it and was like did kit kat change their recipe what is wrong with this and then i went and got an american kit kat and went no, this is what it's supposed to taste like I'm kind but of then having eaten them again. The Canadian Kit Kat. I'm not gonna lie. Ha having eaten them again um, multiple times since then, I'm like, no, nah, the Canadian ones are definitely better. Yeah, I mean, I was aware of what I was eating. Mm -hmm. Side by side, Canadian Kit Kat every time. All right, it is getting quite late, and we it are is. well over time. We are, but. If you guys get your hands on these, let us know. I want to know what you guys think. So send us a message in on Instagram or you can email us uh, the sister element at gmail.com. Our Instagram is the sister element. Yeah, so just find us, send us an email, send us your messages on Instagram. Tell what us else? what candies we should try next. Oh yeah. Do you want us to try new candies? I mean, there's all kinds of like different Kit Kats that you can get, like the different flavors. And I've had some of them. Some of them are great. Some of them are not. Yeah. We could do a whole thing of taste testing different Kit Kat flavors. Yeah. And also, you know, with our more serious topic today, you know, tell us your experiences. What have you found that you feel needs to change with how the media and society treat women, how we treat each other? Oh, yeah. And... What, what have your experiences been and what are some things that you find works for you to help you not feel bad about yourself when you, when you see these things happen, when you, when you see your body type, your face shape, whatever being called out as being less than ideal, what do you do to, to combat that, to bring yourself to a place where you're like, no, you know what, screw you, I'm worth something. I'm just as pretty as they are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what Heather and I want to do here is we want to bring that community together to help each other feel like feel a sense of togetherness and lift each other up. And we really feel strongly about that. Stand up for each other. That kind of thing. Instead of tearing each other down because it that happens too frequently where women are pitted against each other and then we end up 
doing the work for somebody else. And so we just right. want to lift each other up, lift each other and bring that togetherness. Anyway, so let us know what you, what works for you and how you feel. Give us your feedback. And don't forget to follow us or like us or however it works on your podcast listening platform and rate, rate and review. review subscribe if that's your button that you have to click on i i don't know um i i know the platform that i listen to is like follow i don't know what the other ones are but we will catch you guys next wednesday with a new episode yep. we'll see you later same bat time same bat channel see you wednesday bye, bye.